What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to react to Michael Winger and Will Dawkins' open training training camp introductory press conference. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And I'm here with my guy, Brandon Scott, and myself, the real Ed Oliver. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Jace case. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. All right, so today Michael Winger and Will Dawkins had an introductory press conference. Training camp is about a week away. I can't wait. Super, super excited just for that. And then October 10th, they play uh, the NBL team for the first preseason game, and then they get the fashion show next Wednesday. So just so many things going on and coming up within the next week or two. Um, But what's one quote that stood out to you to start off? Of course, we're going to go over a couple of things that we heard that we liked, but uh, what's the first thing that stood out to you? or one quote that stood out to you for the press conference? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, one quote that really stood out to me was from Michael Winger, man, when he said, quote-unquote, that he wanted to build a sustainable contender, you know, not a one-hit wonder. That rings true to me because for so many reasons. But, you know, the biggest thing underneath um, the Tommy Shepard in the last, you know, was kind of building for the middle, you know, not, you know, trying to make the playoffs, but it, it, was, just, it was just a mess. You no, know, they have a clear goal, which is, which should be the ultimate goal for any team, which is a championship, you know, a sustainable contender. That's exactly what we need here, man. That's what we want. You know, we've we've been asking for contender status, not just trying to make the playoffs and get playoff money. No, they're they're trying to build a championship contender, not a one-hit wonder. So, you know, that really rang true to me because their eyes are on the prize, and that's something I've been waiting for in D.C. for a long time as far as the Wizards, man, because we just – it feels like forever we've just been – Playing to make the playoffs. No, they're trying to build a team to win a championship. So <laughs> that definitely is a quote that really stood out to me, man. Because you know, obviously, you know, like I said, and I said it time and time again, man, that you know, your the ultimate goal should be to win a championship, not to win, not the playoffs. That was the biggest thing that I said, you know, before Tommy Shepard got fired. I was like, look, man, you know, we we got to change focus here. So obviously, you know, a lot, of, you know, the new offseason unfolded. So. That quote really tells me a lot about this front office, man. They, their eyes are on the prize to bring us another championship. Because, look, hey, we ain't won a championship since the 70s, bro. So, look, they definitely have their head in the right place. I think you're on me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> they know it's going to be somewhat of a lengthy rebuild. Hopefully it's no more than three years. It could take three to yeah. four years. They've all been through rebuilds. Michael Winger was through a uh, retool, a rebuild. Schlank went, uh, Travis Schlank went through a rebuild with the Hawks, and Will Dawkins went through a rebuild that they're doing. They're still doing with the with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know, trading Paul George, trading Russell Westbrook. So he he's been through a lot with that organization. Just what they had to do with Bradley Bill. Uh, so they know that they they don't want to just chase like you brought up, just chasing the eighth seed, chasing the yeah. play in. They want to have sustainable success. 
where they have a legitimate team where they know they're going to be competitive and making the playoffs uh, each year. You look at a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference, the Heat are in the playoffs. They're, perennial, yeah. they're a perennial playoff team. The Bucks, Sixers, a lot of the teams that are atop the Eastern Conference, they're there every single year. So that's the goal. That's, a, that's what they're looking for. They're not just chasing the plan and, and um, you know, just, you know, kind of throwing out a big three out there or, or you know, quote-unquote big three <laughs> and, <laughs> and rolling with that and, and saying that we're just going to make the playoffs. But, um, yeah, one, one quote that stood out to me was the player development. And uh, I, I really like that a lot because you look at the coaching staff. They just announced a uh, new coaching staff. Yeah, he said it is ambitious on the vision for the – this is what Michael Winger said on the vision for the Wizards. It is ambitious and it is a very heavy lift. We want to build an organization that develops and can support a sustainably great team. We don't want to be a flash in the pan. Yeah, that's, that's the one that you just said. And then um, where is the one that I that I that I found? It's from Will Dawkins, where he said he wants them to he he's hammering on uh, player development. Uh, he yeah. said he asked the guys if they've been somewhere else and it worked for them. Recommend it. This that was him talking about. He said the people they hired this summer have that in their background and that it's a mindset, not a department. And that was him talking about the whole coaching staff that they brought in yesterday. They announced the new coaching staff. He was some, some junior commented about it. He said, with the additions we made during the offseason and the personnel that we have returning, I'm very confident that we have assembled a top-notch staff that will prioritize and facilitate internal growth and development for all our players, said Wes Unsell Jr. So Will Dawkins hammered that a lot today. He talked about you know their diet, uh, their families, their mental health, just making sure these guys are good and player development. He really hammered that home. So that's something that they're really stressing that they really want to hit home and I think you know you look at the previous regime uh, I thought we had a couple good players but the development wasn't there and, and for some reason guys leave and get better you yeah. look at Ruby the Lakers and um, you know guys just don't really hit their full potential here is there really a plan for guys to develop are they ready for the long haul and the long-term developing guys you look at Bilal do they have a plan he talked about diet eating Bilal of course has to put some weight on and um, you know he's still young 18 so he has a long way to go so I really do want to see their plan, and they they hired David Vanderpool. They they hired uh, Brian Keith, a lot of development of co- developmental coaches, and then looking at the write up as well uh, from the Washington Wizards website, they uh, increased focus on player development will be led by Landon Tatum, who spent last season as, as an associate head coach of the Capital City Go Go. He will be joined by player development assistants Ryan Lumpkin, Joe Ajik, Pete Fasilero butchering his his name probably um and daniel villarreal will serve as uh, washington's head video coordinator along with assistant video coordinator so yeah they they really are hammering home player development and they're hiring a, a staff really catered to player development i think that's something that ted wants in this new front office they really want to hammer home player development yeah i agree man they, they're making all of the right moves man all the moves we expected them to make they're making the moves dude they're really they're building the foundation for a successful organization. You know, they're looking at development. They're looking at the, the right coaches to back up West. They're really, they're, they're, they're trying to find the players to implement in the system. You know, they're, they're doing all the right things. You know, you know, I'm one of those guys, look, I wanted to rebuild. I, I look, <laughs> I'm very happy. Now I get it. it. Might take three to five. Cool. Because if three to five years of development leads to us being a contender for a decade, I have no problem with that because it's, it's going to take time. But they're putting all the right steps in motion, man, to make this a very successful organization. You know, like you said, the coaches that they put in this coaching staff makes it makes, you know, a really good coaching staff. 
I mean, West has no more excuses. I mean, he's got coaches that know what they're doing. You know, you got a coaching staff that is, in my opinion, a really good coaching staff. You know, this front office, you know, I say it all the time. Three guys, the, the real big threes in the front office. You got three guys who easily could be a GM in their own team. You know, so they you have three. I'm, I'm very excited. So, yeah, um, I know we're going to talk about a couple more quotes, man. But just, you know, like I said, that Michael Winger quote really rang true to me because we're not playing just to make the plan. You know what I mean? Or the AC. You know, we're playing for the ultimate prize. And that's just something that we've wanted for a long time, man. We finally got it. So it's music to my ears, man. Right, 100%. I mean, you said guys that can back up West. They may potentially be guys that could replace West if they want to move on from him and promote <laughs> Brian Keefe and oh, yeah. David Vanderpool. Uh, Kevin Durant said great things about Brian Keefe. Damian Lillard has said great things about David Vanderpool. So, um, yeah, it's a proven year for West. So, I mean, we could see them potentially promote these guys to a head coach position uh, in the in the near future before the year is over or in the next offseason. We'll see. Uh, but we'll, we're going to talk about some more quotes. They talked about Jordan Poole. They talked about Kyle Kuzma. They talked about the health of the team. So we're going to get to that. But before we do get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind. So that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes, you, makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout at, on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, so I guess we'll we'll go with the uh, either the Jordan Poole one or the Kyle Kuzma one that stood out to me. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. There, there's so many quotes that I that I got written down. All right, so we'll talk about leadership first. So Will Dawkins and, and uh, this shout out to Hoop District. They put out this tweet. I did listen to the press conferences. It was about an hour. I didn't get to listen to the whole thing, so I just got to look at some things online and some quotes and some uh, short little cut ups here and there. But uh. uh this is from who the district will Dawkins on Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole's leadership. A quote was saying, was saying that quote, uh, the thing that's impressed me so far, the most is their willingness to bring the group together. Michael Winger was nodding in the video as well. When will Dawkins was talking quote, they've had guys come out to their summer homes and spend time with them out there in quote. So what are your thoughts about, uh, that connection and, and chemistry that they're already building? Um, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm gonna keep it 100, man. Um, it is a good sign. You know, they're, they're building chemistry, they're, they're building camaraderie. Uh, you're seeing all the right things as far as leadership from Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, you know, bringing them out to L.A. to work out. Um, him talking to Bilal Koulibaly on draft day. You know, they, they Jordan Poole is showing his true colors, in my opinion, because obviously we knew about all the mess in Golden State. And obviously, a lot, you know, a lot of ex-players had good things to say outside of Draymond Green. But, you know, it's one thing to, to learn about a player and a narrative about a player from another organization. But from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a young guy who, you know, obviously he's the, he still has steps to take as far as his personal development, maturing. But in the basketball side of things, man, you know, a young guy who understands what he's getting himself into. Rebuilding team, you know, he's definitely, guys going to be looking at him because, yeah, he's a young guy, but he's got championship experience. You know, he's a, he's got experience playing with future Hall of Famers. You know, so he definitely, he's got a lot to teach being a young guy. So, now, 
I love what I see from Kuz and Jordan Poole as far as leadership. But I'm gonna be a hundred with you. <laughs> um, that's all and well, and I love to see that. But you know, maybe it's because I'm a Wizards fan, but I'm not ready to commit right now because we saw this last year. You know, they you know they were close. It was camaraderie, and then you know, and then the year before it was, you know, it looked like they were just gonna gel well, and then you know, you got people knocking people out in the tunnel. So it's just like <laughs> you know, I, I get the camaraderie in the beginning and the chemistry, and you definitely want to see that especially from a young leader such as Jordan Poole. But, you know, I, 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 before I really make an assessment on the chemistry, I need to see them play the, on the court together. You know, because like I said, it's just it's one of those things where, you know, years past we saw the chemistry. And then, you know, the, like especially last year when Conkers said, you know, they were hanging out and stuff like that. And it's I, I need to see a little bit more. But, no, it's definitely a good sign. You know, Jordan Poole has showed me a lot. You know, mm-hmm. coming over here from Golden State, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Jordan Poole, man. Uh, so, and Kyle Kuzma, obviously, we know he's a big leader. So, yeah, and it kind of leads me to the next quote that I like, man. Um, when Will Dawkins said that Poole is a pre-prime player. And I know mm-hmm. that we both said, man, that, you know, we both kind of brought up the point this offseason that he hasn't even hit his prime yet. I mean, this is a guy who, if you look at his sample size, he could play some ball and he could play ball at an all-star level and he hasn't even his prime yet. So that really puts a microscope on that trade, man, because the fact that you were able to obtain a young asset such as Jordan Poole, who is already playing at an NBA or an all-star level and hasn't even hit his prime. And who'd you trade him for? A 38-year-old point guard? <laughs> I mean, it just shows you a lot about his front office, man. You're seeing confident decisions being made, man. And, you know, the fact that they're bringing up development and this, I just, I love what I'm hearing. So, yeah, um, as far as Poole, Kuzma, love what I see, love the chemistry, love the leadership. And as far as him being pre-prime, yeah, I think we de- definitely found a diamond in the rough, man. I think he's going to be a future all-star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pre-prime comment definitely stood out because he's a guy that, you know, I, I feel like he still has another step to reach. You know, he's still a young guy. I mean, he's so talented. Yeah. Uh, he is going to have the ball in his hands more. And yeah, he said he, he'll you'll see him play on the ball more. This is what Will Dawkins said. So, uh, I think we're going to see him play point. You saw him play point when you saw how successful he was yeah. when Steph Curry didn't play the way he stepped up, average 25 points a game. You see him have big games in the playoffs, big games in the finals, 31 points against the Grizzlies in, a, in the Western Conference semis. You know, they don't win that NBA finals without Jordan Poole, you know. No. So he had he had an up and down year last year. Some, you know, off the court things happened, the whole Draymond Green saga. So here he can just focus being a leader. Him and Kuzma getting the guys together. You brought up him calling Bilal Kulabali when he got drafted. So he's already you already you already see some of the maturity and the leadership coming out of Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole. So that's great to see in all season. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see him have that on ball role more. And they brought up Tyus Jones too. They said some great things about Tyus. Yeah. I like Tyus a lot. We talked about Tyus yesterday. I think Tyus is a good leader. He's a great point guard. But I think you know before the trade deadline, I do think Tyus is going to get traded. So after the trade deadline, I think they are going to have, I think Jordan Poole probably most likely is going to start a point guard. That's yeah. just something to look forward to in February if that does happen. But e- even when Tyus is here, I think there's going to be times where Jordan Poole is just going to be bringing the ball up. When he's cooking, he's hot, you know, he's creating a lot of shots for the guys. I think he, I think him and Gaff are going to have a nice pick and roll duo uh, when he's, you know, getting to the basket, you know, isolation players for Jordan Poole. So there's going to be a lot of times where Jordan Poole is definitely going to be initiating the offense and just taking over games, step back shots, stuff like that. So, yeah, there, there, there is another gear or another level that I think Jordan Poole certainly can reach. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I think that and it kind of just hit me, man. But, it, you know, the fact that Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones are going to be bringing the ball up, how's that influence other players, especially a player who's on a contract deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we know that Denny Avia, which obviously this is a big, big year for him because this is, an, you know, contract year for him. We know he's better with the ball in his hands. So do you think that the fact that you know this backcourt is going to be Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole, does that bring up the likelihood of Corey Kisper starting at the three more likely in Denny being that kind of that ball handler in the second unit? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I think that will be better for Denny offensively. Now, we need some defense with that starting five because Tyus and Jordan Poole, they're, they're kind of they're, they're smaller guards. So Jordan Poole, you saw how much he struggled last year defensively in the playoffs against the Lakers. Tyus Jones is a smaller guard, so, you know, matchups like SGA – you know, he's going to struggle with those. I mean, there's some really good point guards in the league. Steph Curry, Dame mm-hmm. Lillard. We talked about that yesterday, too, how many good point guards he's just going to have to guard and go up against. It's just a gauntlet of so many good point guards in the league. You can even say uh, Darius Garland is a darn good point guard for the Cavaliers as well. Jalen yeah. Brunson in the East with the Knicks. So there's so many guys that Ty is going to have to go up against uh, and defend. So you, you just need another defender on the court with Denny. But, yeah, offensively, I think it would be ideal for Denny to come off the bench. And uh, that's the thing with development, too, like, you you have kind of a log jam a certain position, so yeah. it preaches a lot of development. So, how many minutes is Landry Shamek going to get? Do they believe in Johnny Davis? What's their plan for Johnny Davis? Is there still a plan for Johnny Davis? Yeah. You know, they didn't draft Johnny Davis, so what what do they what do they want to see from him? Are they invested in giving him playing time? Are they invested in really giving him a chance? You know, with Landry Shamek there, it may just be jumbled up and just kind of kind of wonky and weird with the playing time. Uh, and then you look at Corey. Of course, Corey's going to play a lot. What's their plan with Corey? And and then Denny is the huge question mark you brought up. I mean, it's a contract year for him. Are they really investing in Denny? It's a proven year for him. Are they going to give him an extension? I want to say the extension, uh, the deadline is October 24th. So do they they like the the film that they've seen enough to give him an extension? And then if not, then what's their plan with him? And then you got Wes, where Wes Wes will play veterans over – He'll, he'll play Anthony Gill over some young guys. We've seen him do that before. He started Anthony yeah. Gill over Denny in a game. He started Anthony Gill over Rui in a game. So what's, what's their developmental plan? Would they step in? If Wes wants to start, say, Anthony Gill over Denny one game or something like that, is, would, would, and this stuff not, we're not going to see behind the scenes. It's stuff that we wouldn't be able to see. Will Will Dawkins step in and be like, hey, no, I don't want you to do that. We want to see what Denny has. We want to give him 30, 35 minutes a game. We want to see what Johnny Davis can do. We want to give him 20 minutes a game. You know, we want to we want to make sure that these guys get this much playing time. What's their plan for Bilal? Does yeah. Bilal play a little bit in the G League? You know, the U- Usman Jang played in the G League. I gotta look at I gotta look and see because a lot of the Thunder guys they have go to the G League. I, got, I wanted to look up before we started if Jalen Williams played. I know Jalen Williams had a heck of a rookie year, but uh, I want to say he played a few games with the G League if I'm not mistaken. But um, I could be mistaken. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think Jalen Williams, the big man. Yeah, yeah. G League, but Jay Lynn Williams did not. But I know, I know Usman Jang played with the G League roster. So, um, I mean, I, 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 if I had a bet, I don't, I don't. It's a toss up if if Bilal plays in the G League. I don't, I don't think he he might. And it's not a bad thing if he plays in the G League. But I do want to see the developmental plan for some of the young guys like like uh, Rollins. Yeah, and uh, but the big the big thing is is really Denny. What's their plan for him? Are they gonna initiate more? plays for Denny to initiate the offense and bring the ball up. So that that's that I do want to see them practice what they preach with development. It's going to be kind of hard to do that, but 
you know, they they got they kind of got their hands full with some some developmental. And it's hard. It's hard to develop players, yeah. you know. So that's that's the improvement we want to see from the last era with Tommy Shepard and Ernie Grepko. Yeah, and um, before I make my point, man, um, he did play uh, 2022 to 2023 the Oklahoma City Blue. So he uh, to kind of back up your point, he did play the G League. Uh, Uzman mm-hmm. uh, Jing. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, that's a good point. Uh, that's that's why I kind of look at everything like this, man. It's um. It's like BC and AD, right? Mm-hmm. It's like before the deadline, after the deadline. I, I see two different teams because you know they got to move off these expiring deals, and they're going to try to. And so you best believe Shemet's going to get playing time over Johnny. Um, but yeah, I think that brings up another good point, man. Do they give him? Do they give Bilal Kulabali significant minutes before the deadline? Because there's just a logjam, man. I mean, you know, especially the second unit when it comes to small forward. Do you play Kispert if Denny starts at, at small forward? Do you? If you're playing with two guard, then you're taking away minutes from Shemet and Johnny. So it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how they go forward with the second unit more because you know it's definitely at the three is gonna be between Corey Kispert, Denny Avia. And I think that Denny gets to nod just because of defense. And we'll see if the offensive side comes breaks out. Hopefully, you know, with him working on it, it he breaks out offensively. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting because like I said, before the deadline, man, they're gonna try to boost the value of a lot of these aspiring deals. After the deadline, they're gonna it's gonna be nothing but evaluating young talent. So, yeah, it's just I think that's a big obstacle. I think definitely their eyes are on the prize as far as development. It's just inspiring deals. You got to get moved. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they go forward with development, man. Because that's the biggest thing about. And I, I hate to see I hate to say small market because we're not a small market. You know, we're mm-hmm. actually a major market, man. But um, it's interesting to see a, a a team where they're not really a big free agent destination so you got to build through the draft so it's going to be interesting to see how they build through the draft man because below below call bali uh cool bali excuse me um he's definitely kind of a, an interesting prospect because he's got a high ceiling but where's his floor too mm-hmm. you know so right yeah we saw the summer league and, and will Dawkins said in the press conference that they saw small improvements small increments of improvements johnny davis did he shoot the ball well for the most summer league no he didn't but in the last couple of games he looked a lot better and more confident so those are some small improvements that i did see from johnny he didn't show in the box score but you just saw the way he moved it was a little bit faster than what it was last year in the summer league so i, I did like that Bilal had some up and down games where he would you know lose the ball had a high handle but you saw the the blocks the nasty blocks he had on defense Ooh. the game winner that he had against the celtics the a couple of dunks that he had, some fast break dunks, a couple and one. So you know it was a roller coaster ride, but you saw some good things from Bilal. Uh, another thing, the last thing that stood out to me was um, Will Dawkins said that one through nineteen have been in DC, in DC in the gym for the last two weeks, most since after Labor Day. All are healthy to start training camp next week, so that's huge. I mean, we usually go in there with an injury or two. I think last year everybody was healthy. I think Brad was healthy to start off the year. Yeah, Kuz was healthy. Porzingis, Porzingis had a pretty had a pretty healthy year. We and and all the guys were pretty healthy for the most part. I think Brad had a couple healthy, healthy, safe and healthy health safety protocols, and he had a couple injuries and was banged up a couple times. But other than that, uh, we were pretty healthy for the most part. And, and you you look at the roster right now. Jordan Poole played a lot of games. Kisper played a lot of games last year. Um, Kuz played a lot of games. Gafford was in and out here and there, but he played over fifty games last year. So. Um, that's good. Knock on wood. Everybody's been here for the last two weeks. Guys are grinding. They're hungry. They're ready. And they're in the gym. Saw the pictures of guys laughing and, and joking around. So um, that's good news there. Oh, with you, man. Like I said, <laughs> keep it 100, man. Um, 
I love to see it. I love to see them working their butts off, getting there early, building that chemistry, building that camaraderie. You know, I see the leadership. I'm loving it, man. And then now it's, I'm ready to watch, <laughs> ready for some ball, man. So, mm. but you know, for right now, I, I love what I'm seeing. You know, I love the culture change that this team has gone through in such a short amount of time. Uh, getting younger, you, you know, actually having a goal, actually setting forth on that goal. So we're definitely making the right moves, man. So I'm excited. But like I said, you know, I'm ready for some basketball, man. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am too, man. I can't wait. October 10th can't come fast enough. Uh, was there any other quotes that stood out to you? Um, That was it, man. That was kind of the meat and potatoes that I got out of the press conference. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the health thing because, like you said, you know, Years past, man, we always had one or two guys that were nursing an injury. Um, and even with, you know, the, the, the minor injury that Denny sustained in uh, Israel, you know, he's healthy. He's ready to rock. So, right, yeah. I mean, you know, everything, the foundation is being laid, man. You, you know, everybody's coming into the season healthy, right frame of mind. So, yeah, the be- for right now, I, I love what I see, man. This team has really got, you know, the hit on straight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, get it. yeah. Gallinari's uh, healthy as well, coming back from the ACL injury. Denny, like you said, he's healthy. He's ready to go. Uh, last year he had a setback in FIBA. So that's the one yeah. guy that did have an injury that, you know, he had a setback. So that's good for him because it's a contract year. He's coming in fully healthy. He did what they asked him to do. He didn't play. We saw a lot of guys, a lot of stars play. I know how you feel about it. Luca played. <laughs> um, the whole USA team, a lot of stars played, but a lot of big stars didn't play. That's why USA, what, finished fourth and didn't even win. They didn't even get bronze. You know, Canada. I changed my mind, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love FIBA now, man. I have right. no problem with the stars going over there now. That Shout out to FanDuel. I was I was uh wagering on FanDuel for, for FIBA as well. Yeah, I have no problem with it now, bro. <laughs> That's some good basketball, man. I mean, Team Canada. Right. I didn't realize so many cats were from Canada, man. I mean. That, I mean, that's a pipeline that, you know, there's a lot of talent coming out of Canada. We're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, just the international appeal of the NBA, man. That's that's the part of the NBA I love, man, because, I mean, take it back 25 years, man. Most of your talent came from the U.S. Like, you had international players, but they were shooters from, you know, the former Yugoslavia. Where now, bro, I mean, you got Canada rocking out all-stars. So, mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love what it's the, the state the game's in, so. Yeah, yeah, I know you got some some Germany German history, or you know you you got your part Germans so of Germany. Yes, they won. Dennis Schroeder won the the MVP. Franz Wagner was going off. Mo, Mo Wagner was going off. Former Wizards, and uh, Dylan Brooks put up thirty points uh, against uh, against USA to get the bronze medal. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's awesome that Dennis is going to be healthy. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. So it's the honeymoon phase. So these guys got a lot of work to put in, a lot of a lot of ways, a long way to go. So I'm, I'm excited to see. So we, you know, we talked about John. We'll wrap it up here, but we talked about John Wall phase where we drafted him, got Bradley Bill, Otto Porter, 2010-2011. They didn't make the playoffs until what 2013-2014. Yeah. So yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs until the 2013-2014. So it's a three or four years. So I think that's about right. Each. Yeah. It usually takes three to four years. So we just had to be prepared for and ready for that. But uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. Tomorrow we may talk about the unofficial depth chart or do a season preview. You guys can comment below for which you guys would are a player, an individual player, season preview, expectations, goals, and bold predictions, predictions for a specific player. Or we'll go over the unofficial depth chart for the Washington Wizards. You guys let us know what you guys would rather see us talk about tomorrow for tomorrow's episode. Just want to thank you guys once again for making Lots of Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.